Season 2, Episode 36, Decky Brown, Break It Down. Average quality, man. The marketing interns, what are what are they? They're our listeners. We'll get more into that. And we're, we're going to give you a little bit of a comedy bit today. We're uh, stand-up guys now, not to brag. We're going we're gonna, to you know, give it a try on this podcast before we get into our interview with Brandon with Social Butterfly. Hear the amazing story. Hear how he started it. But really, honestly, simplify it down to what he does, what you guys want to do, and your idea, your passion. It's phenomenal. And then, of course, the back end of what did you learn in a feel-good story. We got some great content today. Let's get it. Episode 36 in a nutshell. Intro music. It's your time to shine. I'm just in- October 15th. Decky Mikes, how we doing? We're great, man. How was your day? Day was good. Got a lot done. Very productive. I am energized. Brandon came on the show today, and I am just more energized than ever. We're doing it live, man. Yeah, we're doing it live, and that's our new segment, or our new saying of the month. Thank Good transition there. It is, we're doing it live, uh, because just that's who we are now. We've always done that. So much passion when it comes through live. Like, we're doing live shows on our phone however the content comes out we don't care it's live we're hosting live shows october 27th at our house yam house is playing in our backyard for our halloween party that is a live event we're doing it live Mm, couldn't say better myself daggy yeah and of course we're delivering it to you right in the middle of the month You, you already got your rent out of the way you got your bills you got all your mortgage payments you know whatever else you're paying for nowadays you got it out of the way now we're giving you something that you can really hold on to for the rest of the month so yeah so so marketing interns lock in we're doing it live and spread how you're doing it live. Share on social media. Go on Facebook. Go on Instagram. Go on Twitter and send us a message. Get on our DMs. We love the DMs. DM us and tell us how you are getting after it live. Dude, you mentioned marketing interns. And this is our average quality. We're going to have to detail this. And, you know, we're going to continue to detail this. More than pick ever. Your, yeah, pick your head up, Andrew. I mean, pro- yeah, there you go. Get some posture in there. People want to see your face, though, dude. There are so many videos out there now. That's another average quality. It's just you, uh, the mic, you just eating the mic and no one's seeing you. This is how I love it though. I love like <laughs> leaning into it. I don't like sitting up straight. I okay. love being, that's how I, that's how I do it live now. Okay. I love that. The masked bandit, mm. the podcaster. But anyways, marketing intern, we got some feedback from a marketing expert from St. Thomas. She was lovely and has helped us thoroughly. And what her first question was, what is a marketing intern? And so we sat there and we were like, what do you, what do you mean you don't know what a marketing intern is? Like she had listened to three episodes. She knew what the back pocket was all about. She heard marketing intern time and time again, and she still didn't know what it was. And we were like, this is our fault. We have done a poor job of the extra, of describing what a marketing intern is. And so we, we were like, okay. What, what do you think a marketing intern is? And she said, oh, it's like uh, you guys making fun of like how there's always these marketing interns, like internships all over the country. And like you people can just get marketing internships and um, there's marketing interns, blah, 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 like very core to the marketing intern. And that's just not the case. So we got to we got to we got to clear the air. We got to get all the marketing interns on the same page here. Andrew, help us out, man. A marketing intern is a listener. That simple. 
every listener of the back pocket, you are officially a marketing intern. We need to grow and develop in this area. We need our marketing interns to know their value. And know who they are. And know who they are. Like, oh, we screwed up. But I love that we recognize it now. Because if we didn't, we would have been continually digging ourselves deeper into this um, dark hole of what's a marketing intern. And it's our listeners. So when you're a marketing intern, what does that entail, Decky? It just means simply you love our podcast. You listen to us. You see our stuff on Instagram. Where, however you are engaging, thank you. And because of that, you go and tell your friends. You go and tell your mom. You go and tell your dad. You go and tell your brother's friend. I don't know. You find all these different people and you tell them about the podcast. You're marketing our podcast via word of mouth and your word, which is the most powerful way to grow our brand. Brick by brick, person by person, marketing intern via marketing intern. That is how we grow. Yam House has groupies. All bands have groupies. We have marketing interns. Know that lingo. If you're a part of this podcast and you don't know what a marketing intern is, it might be on your shoulders at this point because we just laid it out for you perfectly. And we're going to continue to lay it out for you. We're going to hammer home what a marketing intern is probably from now until we go extinct as a human as a human race. Until our, until our name no longer exists. Yeah. Because we live as long as that. Exactly. Until we start speaking a different language or we have to leave Earth and then we, we're going to be like the marketing interns of Mars or something. Then it's gone forever. Yeah. But anyways, you know, people are probably going to be like, oh, so you listen to this podcast, like the back pocket, you know, that's cool. Um, why do you listen? What do they talk about? And as marketing interns, you need to have it together. You need to have it what is the back pocket? You need to have that elevator pitch ready in your back pocket. And let me tell you what the back pocket is to have that elevator spit, elevator pitch. You want that elevator pitch? Here it is. The back pocket is all about growth and development. What? What? You're kidding. Unreal. You're telling me this podcast, these two knuckleheads sitting here in this room talking about who knows what, is about growth and development? Yo, uh, what? You're not telling me, not only are we growing with you, we're also developing, man. Like, you're kidding. This is, this is a new realm. Like, what does that mean? What does that entail? Yeah, I grew up as a young boy uh, from age 10 to 18, but how did I develop during that time? I don't know. Look at the look at the transcripts. Look at my grades. Look at my uh, psyche. How you know that kind of stuff. Look at the podcast. Look at your own life, man. Look at your own life and how you've grew and developed through us. And that's what it's all about. Look at me. I was 5'10", 185 pounds with a full head of hair when we started this. Now look at me. I'm five nine and a half. I, my hair is nearly gone. And I'm like 160 pounds. You talking about growth and development? Oh. I am developing. I'm evolving. Yeah, I'm, We are going from squirrel turtle, from, from squirtle to war turtle. Yeah. Eventually, we'll be blastoids. People see me shrink, but I'm growing. It's phenomenal, dude. That's, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. It's so funny when we actually do make that sales pitch, though. When we go, we like when we went to that LinkedIn local event yep. and we just practiced this elevator pitch over and over. Because to be honest, marketing interns, we did not have a good sales pitch for a while. No. We were like, oh, we're this lighthearted comedy podcast. Yeah, we do all this fun stuff. We get on cool inter interviews and do all this cool stuff. It's like, okay, that you didn't tell me anything right there. Yeah. 
And so we simplified it down to two things that we are, and that's growth and development. But us just going around to all those LinkedIn local people, handing us business cards and not, you know, not providing any value, to be honest. We, we provided value to them 10 times. Yeah, we figured out that little bit right there is uh, it's how we improve how we deliver because mm. like I say, yo, Deck, our, uh, he's, and I ask him, what's our podcast about? We practice this every night. We say, hey, I, we come up, we just appear out of random areas in our house and I just come up, you come up to me or I come up to you and you just go, yo, what's our podcast about? And then I'm, I'm boom, elevator pitch, go, I go, it's about growth and development. What? Not only is it about growing, but it is about developing, dude. Changing. So that's pretty much what we do every single day. Fire me up, man. Yeah. Phenomenal. If you guys didn't enjoy that, I don't know what's we're, going on. We're, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We got all new voices going on through that little bit right there. Yeah, voice inflection. That's one thing that I have when I go back and listen to old episodes. I listen to one old back pocket episode once a week mm. from season one. And one thing that has changed with both of us is not only the flow, but like our voice inflection. I sounded like I had a stuffy nose and you had a stuffy nose for the entire season one. Like, I don't know what we were doing, man. It was, I I was, I had a cold forever. (laughs) Even the first half of season two, I still had that damn cold. Yeah. But now it's um we changed uh, washing dens washing den two point developed man. we developed dude yeah you you developed and you know who's developing constantly day in day out is Brandon with Social Butterfly mm-hmm. so we're having Social Butterfly on this show yep the owner the founder Brandon Polazuk you heard it here first man this guy has a story he's got so much energy we got connected with him through our long lineage of collaborations mm-hmm. and Nick stationary astronaut. You are the man. I'm gonna get you got shout out many times throughout this podcast because you earned it. You deserve it. Thank you for being a part of this our our our, our core network. We thank you bringing Brandon into that network. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you're an awesome dude. Honestly, dude, it's all about simplification. How can you take your crazy life and simplify it down into minute tasks, day in and day out, trying to get better? The war of attrition. You guys will absolutely love this. Enjoy. Before we get to this very podcast, let me tell you about MB Outdoors. They are a clothing line. They inspired Back Pockets clothing line at yourbackpockets.com. So you need to go and find out how we got that inspiration at mboutdoors.com. Absolutely. Let's also talk about Skyline Specs, man. The giveaway gods. You know, you go and like every single one of their posts. Not everyone, but if you like at least once a week, they're going to give you a shirt. You're going give to get a giveaway. You're going to get all sorts of involved. Go ahead and follow them at, at Skyline underscore Specs. You go to both of these companies and use promo code BACKPOCKET to receive 15% off. Now let's get back to that interview. We're doing it live. Brandon, you're on the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, this is a... Uh, Again, we say this all the time. It's a culmination of just collaboration. It started with Giselle. It goes to Stationary Astronaut. It leads to Matt Wiest. It leads to Yam House. And now we're at Social Butterfly, hitting all our corners. Love to have you on, man. Thanks, man. Let's dive right into it. So let's give our marketing interns, our listeners, a little back, a little bit of a background on what Social Butterfly is and kind of your story of how you started it. Yeah. So let's start out with what Social Butterfly is and then we'll give context to the story. So Social Butterfly, it started off as a social media marketing company, but now I phrase it more in a creative agency. We make ideas come to life. And so 
we're um, a promotional business where we're you're, we're doing promo promo videos, um, a lot of Facebook advertising, creating content, event promotion, all around the map. Anything that falls in the marketing realm, we're we're handling. Nice. Yep. Um, but how I got started actually was a class project. As much as I you know really don't like the educational system and how many times I talked about dropping out, it is the sole reason why Social Butterfly started. And so. I'm a marketing major. Um, I have my degree. It's sitting in my desk. Haven't done anything with it, but um, you know, we had to come up with a fake online business. And you know, everyone started doing clothing lines for their for their class project, and it was a class line project. And um, I, I love clothing lines, but they're very very hard. And with the internet, everyone's becoming um, with new brands and slapping a logo on, and it's it's really hard to move that product unless you have that special niche or you have that connection. And so um, at the time, my mom was like working with some nonprofit running a Facebook page. She was getting paid like $800. And I was like, hold on. She wasn't even spending any money on Facebook advertising, just creating content because she was a graphic designer. Um, and uh, I was like, what? I post on Facebook all the time. Like no one's paying me. Um, and I was selling Facebook new, or uh, I was selling newspaper advertising for the school newspaper. Mm. Um, I was, you know, I was breaking some records there, but you know, I saw where print was going. And so I decided to leave and just basically start this company, um, from the class project. And just, you know, we put in the time and the diligence to finish the project and just, you know, put in that extra credit, I guess you want to call it and started it up and started reaching out to small businesses and, you know, started the snowball effect. And now you're here, man. Now I'm, I'm here. I crave creation stories because the unexpected is so cool. Mm -hmm. So you just went out on a whim and you're like, hey, this is this is be fun. Like I, I'm passionate about this and this is something I care about. It's for it's for school, so I want to do something that's got you know some vibes to it. But mm -hmm. uh, it's obviously got to have that scholarly approach. Mm -hmm. So you took on social media and you're like, I'm gonna make this a business. Mm -hmm. You went through the first steps and you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. You're like, I can make this. Yeah. I can make this happen. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's it's one thing to, you know, have an idea, but if I want something, like I go out of my way to go get it. And mm -hmm. so when I landed that first account, I was almost thrown back because I was so focused on like, I got to like convince people that this works. And it was my first pitch. He's like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it's that easy. And he's writing a check and, you know, I'm working like my ass off on commission to try to, you know, get the commission off of the newspaper ads and then I say a couple words and really show him how valuable Facebook advertising is and he's like yeah let's give it a shot and it was like what my whole month of working at the newspaper would pay me and so from then on it was like proven that it would work and so when I see a little bit of something like I triple I double down and just go hard at it mm, you it found too. that blueprint yeah that's awesome and you know, to touch on your point about like the college education system, we've had so many people come on this podcast where they're like, yeah, it was a class project. It was like kind of a joke. And then here I am with this company and it's a real thing. Right. Like that's uh, Skyline Specs, one of our sponsors yeah. right here. Yeah. That's how they started. It was an entrepreneur class and whatever. But, you know, say what you want about the college system in terms of like actually educating and teaching you how to do something. They are a great platform to spark that interest. 100% agree. So I actually go back and talk to some of the different classes, one specifically that I actually started the company in. And when I go and talk to these different um, classes, the, the one thing that I always hit on is like, you're never, ever, ever going to be at a place in the time of your life when you're going to college where you're around so many people that are going off and doing so many different things that you need to network with them. And not just to go and say like, hey, what do you do? Here's what I do. How do you provide value? Because when you provide value, 
it's going to come back tenfold. And you can't go into it expecting something. Just know that when you put good out, you put good out, you put good out, good will come back. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And like the value that you can provide through pivoting social media with intention yeah. is incredible. And we are just touching the surface on that through what we've been doing. But following you and your story and the career that you've had thus far has been phenomenal. So I kind of want to touch on those first few moves that okay. you made that you like. You're, you're, you found the light at the end of the tunnel. You want to make this a business. You might have just graduated. What did that look like? How did you say, I'm going all my chips into this and mm-hmm. just go full force? Mm-hmm. Um, so the phrase like working with a chip on your shoulder. So this might get a little like weird, but I'm an identical twin. Um, and so growing up, you know, we look a lot alike. What's your I don't brother's think... name? Or what's Jordan. Your... Jordan. Jordan. Is he so... on the team? Uh, no, he's not. We're complete okay. opposites, but we look a lot alike. And so I'm very extrovert, you know, marketing, sales, doing all that. He's into like IT. He's like super smart up in the head. Mm-hmm. I'm very just smart with my words. That's um, so cool. I got cousins that are identical twins. And one of them is like in his head music. Like he really? knows the soundboard system. Jeez. He's all about music. And the other one's just a business forward thinking. It's, yeah. it's kind of similar, like extrovert, introvert type of mentality. Mm-hmm. It's so weird with identical twins. That's so cool though. Dude. And so another set of, and I'll get into my story, but another set of twins, they're literally like what I feel like me split into two people, but like two times of what I am. And so one is just like straight business. And he basically manages his other brother, who's more of the creative. They're crazy good videographers he was like filming main stage edc this last edc like shout out brodsky's like they're super sick you got to follow them on instagram sam brodsky and ben brodsky but um yeah again just split brain but um so i'm an identical twin brother and uh i always grew up as like being referred to as oh you're one of the twins so you never had like a singular identity and so when I started Social Butterfly, like it was something that like I branched myself, like people were like remembering me for it. And so when I saw that, like selfishly, I kind of held on to that and I just doubled down again. I went and landed that first account and it was proven and like it was kind of that sales rush. I've been in sales for so long that when you land that first account, you're like, OK, like let's get the let's get the wheels turning. And so that's what I did. And so it was I never I feel like when I listen to all these different stories of other entrepreneurs, a lot of them like think out like the first couple steps and then they get started. I just kind of just like, yep, I'm going to go try to do this and then analyze it and figure out like, okay, did that get me any further that I wanted to, you know, for my overall goal or did it set me back and just constantly analyzing those answers back and forth. And what lies in all of that with your story and very similar in our story too, is like just the intention and the passion behind it. A hundred percent, dude, the intention and passion, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like if you're selling a product, if you're selling a service, or if you just genuinely want to provide value, it goes so far. And I think a lot of people miss that. Um, but the minute that I walk, I'm, I met these guys today, like maybe 20 minutes ago, like you guys. And I instantly, like the vibe was there. Like I can tell in your head, you guys see where this podcast is going and what you guys, you see the work that's coming ahead of you guys and all like the long hours. But it's also like, it's so real in your head and that's why you're working so hard. And I don't want to speak on your behalf, but that's immediately what I thought. Thank you, man. I mean, I got hair standing up on my arms right now. <laughs> dude, about that. don't get me started on the goosebumps because yeah. it happens all the time. Oh, it fires me <laughs> off, dude. And, you know, but at the same time, Deck and I are, are two wildly average guys. Like, we I have, love that, by the way. Exactly. I love that. That's us, man. We're yeah. nothing extraordinary in, in terms of like our inner capabilities. That's, mm-hmm. that's in every single person. Mm-hmm. But how we optimize those and how we find the way to balance it off each other, that's when we make the ordinary people 
achieve those extraordinary passions. And it's a lot more relatable, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think, you know, when we're talking about different podcasts and stuff, <clears throat> that's why it's really cool to find a podcast because I think podcasting, it's been around, but it never became more, you know, in as accessible it is i guess it's been accessible but it's not as been as cool it is per se as casual too as casual mm -hmm. I, that's a better way to put it but um i felt like it was because it was always these like these global icons that you couldn't touch and it was like what hollywood was like when if you've never ever been there and then you mm -hmm. go there and it's like these are real people and you know hearing these different podcasts and these different stories and your guys's podcast specifically it's so relatable and, you know, it's a lot more easier to listen to when you have, you know, some of these people that, you know, I've been through similar stages in that, you know, maybe I mm -hmm. should go and take that risk and start what I want to start. You know? mm -hmm. And I, I think one of the reasons why maybe podcasts didn't take off like it should have right away was the people that saw it right away were the NPRs and, you know, all these big time radio companies. And when I was growing up, like I listened to the radio on the way to elementary school, like in my family on the way to school or whatever. I mean, five kids in the car and mm -hmm. you're all listening to some show. Mm -hmm. And it was so, radio shows are very professionally produced. Mm -hmm. And that alone kind of creates this gap between the listener and the people producing yes. it. That's a good point. And they transition directly into podcasts. So like NPR owns so much of podcasting mm -hmm. and they're great and they do stuff. But when I listen to those podcasts, I still feel a disconnect because it's just so professionally done. Mm -hmm. And now you got all these Joe Schmoes, these average guys just throwing the, their content out there and it's relatable because it's not pro as professionally produced and it's just relatable content for the most part. Well, if you boil it down, you guys are essentially, you're thinking in a one-to-one -one standpoint rather than a one-to-a-million standpoint. You're not mm -hmm. trying to win over a hundred. I mean, ideally it'd be really cool if you won over a hundred thousand people in one night you guys are looking for if you can connect one story to one listener at a time it's bricks by bricks and that's that's the way i looked at building my business is i want to build this giant global brand but to build that you have to do you know three to four significant things in a day and i like to think of them as bricks because when you lay three to four bricks a day <clears throat> you have a mansion in 10 years you know you have an empire in 20 years you have a whole city in 30 years you know and it's it's the long game it's the process and you know you might have people using cheaper bricks they're just trying to get shortcuts and shortcuts but their 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 mansion doesn't last it gets blown down and so when you take that long game and you build those bricks strong and sturdy you build your foundation really strong you can scale it to the top or at least that's where i'm going for Dude, i don't know that's an incredible <laughs> metaphor man I, that's it that's it. absolutely it and you're pumping those bricks with creativity mm -hmm. i mean I listen to you. Shout out stationary astronaut, but I listen. Shout to out Nick. Shout out Nick. <laughs> that man's just a hustler. I yeah. love Nick. Yeah. And uh, that podcast. One, one second. Go ahead. If you guys don't know who Nick Zepp is, you need to get you know following him or at least get connected with him because the one thing that he provides a ton of value is is connecting. So that's mm -hmm. how I got connected to this podcast and all these different opportunities, the Gary V events. So. You guys definitely need to get connected with him. Mm -hmm. At Stationary Astronaut. Yeah, at Stationary Astronaut. Absolutely, dude. And uh, so you're pumping creativity with these bricks. And I'm mm -hmm. listening to that podcast. And it, you're talking about how you're giving your team stability, right? You got them on salary now. Mm -hmm. They got the, the comfortability of like, all right, money's coming in. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, all right, how am I going to make sure their motivation is always moving forward? Mm -hmm. So you buy these creative, whatever it is, if it's a hoverboard mm -hmm. or if it's that neon sign in the dude. back. I love that you just said that because mm -hmm. that neon sign is so unnecessarily necessary. <laughs> That's it, dude. Dude, and my vision for that is because 
you know, we started getting a lot of traction. We got a little bit of cash flow and I was like, okay, I need to get the guys excited because you can only create content for so long before your, your creativity falls out. And then you're just trying to push content, which is, you can't do that, mm -hmm. especially when you're, you're doing it for other clients, not just yourself. And so I wanted it. So every day that they walked in there, you know, that thing's bright blue, just turned on and it's just like, it starts to paint the picture a little bit more. And so that's what I like to do is, you know, we have these meetings every, uh, every Monday at 8 a.m. And we just hop on the phone and just talk about the things we need to get through the day. And I just try to liven them up a little bit. Like, guys, we got this. You know, here's what we got coming. You know, just keeping them in the pipeline and being a lot more transparent. I love that, man. In term, And it sounds like you're crushing it. So Sounds like it, shout, dude. I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, I want people to, like, really think that, like, I'm crushing it, which in terms I am. But I'm also really struggling, too, dude, you know managing people and managing a team and finding that balance between being a friend and being a homie versus like running a business and being a boss and not just saying like being that boss you have to be a dick but you also have to be smart about how much time you have invested into this mm -hmm. and for the other people that are relying on me that you know are getting that paycheck and are seeing the vision just as clearly and so I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're gaining a lot of attention. We're gaining a lot of traction, but we're also getting into a lot of growing pains. And so it's really interesting to see the spot that I'm at and be self-aware of that because one day I'll be so stressed out and the other day I'm like, dude, this is it. We're blowing up. <laughs> And it's like a video of like a homecoming parade. And you know what I mean? Like it's bid day at the, at the, yeah, Minnesota. dude. But it's like, I always have that where it's just like, we, we do a video. I'm just like, dude, this is it. Like, this is the one that's going to get, in, get us noticed. Notice. But when you, when you think back again, it's those bricks. Like it's just another brick, just mm -hmm. another brick. Love that. Things are so. clicking now with me, like your story and that what you mentioned, self-awareness. I mean, that transparency of you understanding where you're at and what you're capable of and what you, what the, so we love to phrase failures as outcomes you didn't pr predict. Yep. So granted, That's a good way to put yeah, it. granted you, you didn't, you didn't win and whatever that was, mm -hmm. but it wasn't that outcome that you wanted. How are you going to learn from that? Yep. And your self-awareness that you're even portraying in this first, what is it? 15 minutes of this conversation we're having i mean you're getting me all fired up <laughs> good so dude low-key i'm trying to get into motivational speaking you know as i start to get some track record sure. so maybe we can document this put it in the archives and then when the time's ready we can just market it a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> put it in your back pocket <laughs> <Put> that's, <it laughs> that's what it's all about and <laughs> that's really like the basis of when andrew i'll give him credit he came up with this idea or the name of the podcast mm -hmm. safe tucked away always there when you need it like you can go and listen to episode one and hear Two knuckleheads speaking to the mic. You can listen to this episode and still hear two knuckleheads speaking to the mic. Nonetheless, we're always trying to promote, you know, hey, like this is us, you know. And what you were touching on is like, hey, you know, I am crushing it. I'm doing well. That's uh, great. But in the grand scheme of things, I this is what I need to work on. Yeah. So with that being said, what is your average quality? My average quality is probably... Would you say average in terms of like something that I'm lacking or just something that's just like super average? Something that you might see and you're like, this is what I am right now and I'm hoping to one day be that, but I'm this right now and that's what that's what it is. Okay. My average quality is that I am ambitious. And so I don't think that like I'm the best videographer. I don't think I'm the best creative director. I'm not the best marketer or CEO or leader or any of those things, but I study those people and I'm self-aware of where I'm at. I realized that I'm not going to land like a target account and be able to take that from 10 million to X million and be able to do that. But I'm going to just not right now. Mm -hmm. So Phenomenal answer. love that. 
And then going off that, so what are your tactics right now with growth, per, both personally and both with your company? Do you have any things that you're trying to do daily or monthly that kind of pivots to growth? Very interesting question because if you would have asked me probably last week, I would have answered it differently. I'm actually slowing down growth right now because going back to the foundation, if my foundation is not good, if it's not sturdy, you can build a 40-floor skyscraper, but if that foundation, the first five floors are not good, they're built out of cardboard, it's not going to last very long and you're going to tip over and you might be leaning on one side or the other. Um, and so right now, you know, we, we grew tremendously. Like we reset our financial goals three times throughout the course of the year, which is a really good problem to have, but we're also running into those growing pains. And so right now, you know, I'm not a company where I can buy a 15,000 piece of um, equipment and just hire laborers and be like, this is product good and this is product bad. Figure out which ones are good and you know sell those. I'm a creative business, I'm talent driven. And so I have to find and hone in and be able to convince these people like, this is the agency to work with. And so we're getting a lot of attention, like I said. And you know, when we, we put out this parade video, we threw um, like 70 bucks at it. We got 20,000 views in 20 days. Out of the Mankato market, there's only 45,000 um, active daily users on Facebook. So we reached over half in two days. We had seven emails for new projects coming in. And I'm trying to figure out like, did we just blow up a little bit too big too fast? Because I can't be at seven different places in the same time of the day. And I also am all about quick turnaround and quality work. We put that video out in 18 hours because it's relevant. It's an event recap. And so when you're talking about growth, this is a super long answer, but it's my thought process on, I maybe want to just stop for a second and look at my surroundings, figure out who's on my team, maybe bring on two or three people, finish out the rest of the work that we have for this year, not say no to new opportunities that are coming, but if we can try to book them out a little bit more advanced, depending on how timely they are, because I'm really, really, really focused on the quality. It's not about quantity with an agency. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing you you got to focus on, and we got to focus on too, because we'll we'll get an influx of guests right like in one day mm -hmm. at times, and it's like, oh, like how do you pick and choose? How do you mm -hmm. figure all this out? And honestly, it just comes down to the timing. Yep, it really does. And there have been plenty of examples where someone has to like cancel on us and then we reschedule for like two or three weeks later. And like, I'm so thankful that we had that rescheduling because that conversation ends up being that much better. Right. And for your case, rescheduling a, an account to January of 2019, that could make an entirely different because of how you handle that process. Yeah. And what you grow in between that time. Yeah. And it's all really figuring out what my processes are. I mean, even for you guys, are you guys are starting to develop and grow? Like, what is your process for getting new people on the show? And what's your process for distribution? What's your process for content? It doesn't have to be like a grade A presentation, but it should still be boiled down into an outline of what that process looks like. And that's something that we haven't necessarily figured that out as, you know, we're, we're, landing different accounts i don't know if we have that process 100 percent nailed down and so that's right. what we're focused on right now because you know we're doing low six figures i want to build it up and hit that half mil and to bring it to a million but if i do that in one year i'm gonna i'm gonna lose a lot of foundation mm -hmm. it's not easy it's not no. easy and another thing that you've mentioned that was i thought was awesome you said a week ago your answer wouldn't have been the same no that's the coolest thing mm -hmm. when you ask the back pocket what we were a month ago what we were yesterday we still have that long-term vision, but how we're going about it might be a little bit different. We're You're always adapting. evolving. You're always adapting, adapting to your environments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just being committed, I think. I don't. Again, I don't want to speak in your guys' behalf, but from my standpoint, like once I commit to something, I just have to see it through. And so 
that's how I started the butterfly. Like, <laughs> dude, it's so funny because so I forgot to mention this on the Stationary Astronaut podcast. So I'm, I'm happy I'm saving it for you guys. Sweet. So and it just came to the thought. But when you're talking about like, what were those first couple months like? Dude, I got it tattooed the date on me. That like most people get like the Roman numerals across the shoulder of like their mom's birthday mm-hmm. or like something like really significant, like someone losing someone. I just said I had this company for like two months. I was like, I'm gonna get it tatted on me, dude. Like I'm I'm about this life. And so I just That's went so in. Hot, dude. <laughs> committed. Dude, yeah. To the core. Yeah. Um, it was my second tattoo, didn't tell my parents and like my mom cuts my hair, so like I took my shirt off to get my hair. She's like, Oh my gosh, what is that? Because I have one for my cousin, so she understood that one. Mm-hmm. But when I got that one, I'm just like, it's the company. Like, I started, like, I'm so serious about this. She's like, well, it shows. Yeah, I mean, like, that's on you forever. Yeah. So, Let's yeah. dive into you now. So we've touched on Social Butterfly and kind of how you attacked on it. Mm-hmm. But let's dive into Brandon and the mindset of Brandon. So I'm crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> People it. are going to find out I'm psycho, dude. <laughs> so growing up. Uh, you have a twin brother mm-hmm. and uh, doing our research, you have a pretty cool lifestyle with your family. Yep. Um, can you just unpack that for a little bit for our marketing interns? Yep. Um, so my dad came from Paraguay um, when he was, I think, 11 or 13, somewhere around those ranges. He got the documentation, um, came to America. And so that's been heavily influenced in my life because my whole dad's side of the family all speaks um, Spanish. You know, they came from a different country. They came from like hearing those stories of like just like going and selling glass bottles on the street and recycling them and getting money to be able to buy for dinner and stuff like you just you you hear that so much growing up you're just like well I better do something like I got to top that and it's such a success story and so um, I just went to uh, I grew up in Rogers Minnesota went to high school there I was I was extremely average like what's the extraordinary average is that wildly average wildly wildly average (laughs) I was wildly average like I, you know, I played sports, was never really good. Um, What'd you play? Hockey. Hockey. Okay. Yeah. Right um, I played hockey. I was never really good. Like, I was always like, you know, lower team, first line or higher team, fourth line grinder. Just like, <laughs> could never get to the top. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I played hockey. I hung out with like a bunch of different people. Never really had like a go-to best friend. And which is interesting about that is my brother always did. And so... Um, yeah, just finished out high school, moved to college, and I really felt like I found an identity that I could just go chase. And Where'd I don't you know, go to college, by the way. Mankato. Okay. And was this separate from your brother? No, we actually went to the same school. Okay. We roomed together for the first year, and then he split off and lived with more. And he still lives with some more um, like high school friends. Mm-hmm. And like the minute I left college, like stopped really hanging out with like high school friends. And, yeah. and there's nothing against them. I just never had like that like connection with people. Like mm-hmm. I get super excited when someone hits me up and they're like, "Hey, you want to go on a photo shoot or a video shoot?" And then grind out till like three in the morning. We'll grab some Red Bull and just like talk about this big idea. Like. That gets me so hyped, dude. Like, if you're inviting me to that versus a party, like, I'm doubling down on that. Especially Mm -hmm. as, like, I just see all these things happening left and right and all around me. Like, I just want to be involved. And so when I found people like that in in college, I just tailored more towards those people and just kept those networks going. And so, you know, my personal growth, going back to that question, I like meeting people, dude. Like, I met you guys, just hitting you guys off Instagram, and I talked about that on Stationary Astronaut, too, is just, like, I use social media as a social aspect to go meet and and bring value to people. And it's just, I get so much excitement because like I'll come back and I'll talk to my girlfriend and I'll be like, I just met this person and they're doing this and this. 
and this person is doing this and this, and I'm talking to this person, and I'm doing this, this, and this. Like, I'm still not shit compared to these people. <laughs> and uh, something that, I'm sorry, I'm going on this long rant. Like, when you get love me going it, on a question. Love, love it, love it. So I, <laughs> I just found out that most people don't do this. Like, two weeks ago, I was, I was talking to my buddy Jackson when I picked him up from the airport, and we were scrolling on Instagram, and, like, I follow a bunch of people that make me really mad on Instagram mm. because they're out there just like killing what? it or I just like wait like who though just like either it's like a competitor in like in, oh. in local Mankato versus like kids who are travel videographers that like I'm just like pissed that they like I'm not them I guess I don't know well is it because like their content is just like inauthentic and it's not really providing any value or not, and it's just not even aesthetically that. pleasing not even that it's okay. just like I don't know, dude. I guess I'm just weird. Like so you just get mad. I just get mad. And the theory behind it is like why I don't unfollow them is because whenever I get distracted, when I'm like taking a break and I'm going on Instagram to get some creative expression, I come across that photo. I'm like, fuck, I'm pissed. Like it's, it's not even people that I dislike. It's people that are always like hustling too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, so I like, gotta be better. yeah. And like people that are like way more successful than me. So like, I'll see like uh, an entrepreneur that I really like. And I'm like, damn it, like I'm not at that level yet. And I'll put my phone down and get back to work. Here's what I do on social media, which I don't know if a lot of people do this either. And uh, I talked about it, I think, a little bit ago, but searching instead of scrolling. So when most, I need to get better at that. Yep. So when you go on Instagram, most people just scroll and look at their friends and look at this, and yep. look at that, funny videos, whatever. Yep. When I go on Instagram, I ha we have it set up on our podcast one where we're only following people that are like legit providing value nice. competitors for sure nice and i'm just scrolling i'm like okay so that your whole feed is geared towards you know your motives behind the business exactly exactly so like i unfollowed a lot of like people like just posting like regular pictures like not that i dislike yeah. you it's just like if i'm going to be spending time on social media like i want to be able to see things you yeah. know what i mean mm -hmm. and not only that but also following people that aren't just in minnesota just to see what everyone else is doing so like i follow a bunch of people that are in like LA and New York and just kind of seeing the entirely different vibe that's going on in the podcast world in California versus it here. Mm -hmm. Like their mindset over there is just like, it's already big. Mm -hmm. So like now we're running a podcast, like it's a Hollywood thing. Mm -hmm. And here it's like, Oh, Hey, we're a podcast, you know, like this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. Have you heard of one before? <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you how to subscribe. <laughs> but yeah, no. And I do the same thing. Um, but I also take everything with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And so I know that I'm someone that's heavily influenced by things that I like. I'm one of those people that like, I'll go and buy a shirt at a store and I'll change into it and walk out of it. Cause like, I'm just, I get super obsessive over things. And so I always try to reevaluate my, myself at the end of the day and saying like, how heavily influenced am I being by something that I saw that day? Am I taking too much at once or am I taking with a grain of salt? And it's like something that's going to benefit my future. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Um, and kind of pivoting again back towards your family. And I, 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 this, I'm just motivated by roots a lot. Mm -hmm. I always love like how people are brought, uh, how people are raised and like the back up, their background. And so your dad's from Paraguay. He was mm -hmm. an immigrant coming in. Mm -hmm. First one of his last name to arrive in the United States. Mm -hmm. His family. His yes. family. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what was some of those things when you're growing up that you kind of took away from your dad that you're now implementing and maybe your business, you're trying to carry yourself like in a day-to-day -day routine? Nobody owes you anything. I think that's just something that just goes so long. Um, and just to respect everyone. And I actually, as I get older and I have a little bit of like a track record of just like some significant things that happened in my life, to be able to respect people like the way you should respect a janitor versus like Beyonce, 
to have that kind of mentality. And that's something that I need to work on. I'm not 100% great at that. But like when you're talking about we went, me and Nick went to um, go look at this building that's getting built out. And we're talking about doing a build out, you know, doing investment, you know, big money. And I'm rocking like a, a black long sleeve, black skinny ripped jeans, some Adidas NMD and like some like hat just like pulled down. And everyone else is in like suits and stuff. And, you know, like, it's not like I don't have the investment money to be able to do so. And they're just like not taking me seriously. And so I just get drawn away from that. And so that's something my dad taught me is just like always respect people. Um, And again, you know, when you hear these stories of them, like going and like going off into the army, his brother went in on the army, his, his other brother was selling bottles on the street and recycling them for money to like bring home like a couple fruit from the market to bring back for dinner. Like, again, like I just... You hear that and like, I can't just be like chilling in my room playing video games. Like they didn't even have like a door, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like the fact that I have a TV, I, I try to self, you know, be self-aware and it's like, I'm very, very grateful, you know, perspective. Yeah. A lot of times when I'm super stressed, I'll just throw on my Instagram story, like just an aesthetic office picture and be like stressed, but blessed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my family's given me a, a heavily influence. My mom. She grew up here in the area, Dayton, Minnesota, went to Elk River High School. Um, She went to corporate for like 15 years, hated her job, hated her boss, um, and then ended up getting laid off the day or the week before me and my brother were going into freshman year college. Mm. And so, you know, and my dad's in real estate. And so, you know, that's not steady guaranteed income. And then you have, you know, someone who's in corporate lose their job. So then... That comes back to when she was running those Facebook pages and she only ran one Facebook page and she was doing more website development and graphic design. She actually designed my, my logo that we have today. Um, but yeah, so I've seen, you know, immigrant side come from nothing. I've seen, you know, like just normal average, um, suburban lifestyle upbringing from my mom working corporate. And I just, again, took it with a grain of salt, immigrant and corporate and just like, there was points where I, I thought there were significant pieces where I was starting to get a lot of money in the business and starting to see like, hey, this is working and I almost want to drop out. My dad's like, yeah, drop out. Like that shit's not worth anything. Like we're paying so much money and you're clearly doing something without your degree. My mom's like, well, it's a safety net. Like maybe you should just finish it out. You're already two years in. And so, I, I mean, I'm glad I stuck it out because of the network. But again, like I've had such a you can't ask for anything like an immigrant upbringing and like just like traditional corporate. Like it's, I'm just so blessed to have that, that opportunity growing up. Oh, I love that, man. What do you think about like today's world? Cause it's so freaking abstract sometimes. <laughs> it's I, think, nuts. I think so. But like at the same time, bro, like our parents are saying that same thing when they're, in, when they're our yeah, age. And so it is going to be 10 X on just like the weird shit that happens. But I think it's also going to be very beneficial. I mean, Look at the podcast that you guys started. Could you guys have started this up maybe 20, 15 years ago if you guys were the same age, you know, 15, 20 years ago? Perhaps. Would the mics be a lot more expensive? Yeah. Would the distribution be a lot harder? Probably. And so when you look at it that way, it's like, yeah, things are going to get weird where everyone's just so invested in their phone or so reliant on technology. But it comes with both ways, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, people are experiencing life in different ways. Everyone's got those stories. And uh, this is a question we don't ask all of our guests, but a question that I feel like you can embody perfectly. It's kind of like a bar story. Okay. So it's something that you got in, that you experienced, or something that you feel is a, a, a cool story. And you're sitting at a bar on a Friday at happy hour by yourself, and a stranger sits down next to you and sparks up a conversation. And you're trying to keep this conversation going. 
and you want to tell them something cool about yourself. So you lock in on this story and this is maybe a story you've told a hundred times or a story you only feel right for this moment. What would be your bar story for our marketing interns? Damn it. Oh, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> Yo, question, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so my story that, is it like, just like a, it's anything, like, anything, man anything mm -hmm. and it's got it and i just need to engage with him yeah and you got to keep him engaged in the story so it's obviously got to be a good one right what what was give me give me a quick example to like break it off so my my bar story is always my dad um signed me up for a mutton button contest mutton busting contest when i was six years old in a and what is at a family reunion that means i'm riding a sheep okay and i had no idea what a mutton busting was and I walk out there blind, naive, and I get put on a hockey helmet, a life jacket, and a pair of um, gloves and knee pads. And I get plucked on a sheep, and the dude hands me a rope and says, hold on, and just sends me off. And then I go into super detail, and that's my bar story. Like people, well, I get people to laugh. I get people to be engaged because it's nuts. But it's just me. It's what I experienced. So it's something along those lines. Damn. Is there something that Declan, you got? give me one. Yeah. Give me one, Declan. Um, what is my bar story right now, bro? Um, it's hard, bro. Like that, that, that's one story. Like that's first impression. That's everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt I slipped and fell uh, in the shower one time, and like busted my chin open when I was like nine, and my parents like came in and they found me just in a pool of blood in the bathtub. They thought I was like dead. I think. <laughs> and I was like, I was like crying and stuff. <laughs> and they came in. They were like, my dad, like, my dad, like, is just a brute. He's a he played linebacker in Northwestern, and he uh, came in. Just a like, grown ass. He's man. all yeah. he like just probably picked <laughs> me Mr. up. Mr. Brown is real. He's got that <laughs> yeah. old man string. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he he probably just like grunted and grabbed me by like the skin of on my back and just <laughs> took me to the freaking hospital. I got like three stitches. Called it a day, but like yeah. my mom, dude, she was probably freaking out yeah. i just remember like just that whole time i was just like what am i what's going on <laughs> you're nine i'm like yeah i think i was like five maybe so yeah. Yeah, got some stitches. so just an extraordinary story yeah yeah just honestly any story we, we may have built it up but honestly dude just just a good story what, you got stories bro i got stories dude <laughs> yes yeah, let's hear um it. so when i graduated uh college I was in, I just started learning how to shoot uh, on a camera and creating content, creating something from nothing. And so I hit up a couple of my buddies that I was working with at the time and I was like, let's just go to LA, you know, let's just like enjoy this. Like we just graduated college, like it's, it's done, like no more school. Well, little did I know I'm always going to be in school. So just constantly learning, but mm -hmm. um, no more like standardized testing and whatever, but um, we flew out to LA and we grabbed a ton of content and it was the first time that I just felt super free and super just, I can do anything in the world. I just turned 21, like pulling up in LA, grabbing a beer. I'm like, I'm a grown ass man, <laughs> <laughs> um, flying alone and doing that. And, um, I ended up getting hit up by, I was posting a lot of content online and I ended up going and meeting Probably, and I, I haven't said this, I gave him a shout out, but dude, this guy changed the course of my life and I don't even think he realizes it. And so I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because it's all the little things that come in full circle. So this guy, Blake Anderson, shout out Blake again, but 
he was running a clothing company and a couple like manufacturing companies for like producing shirts. So like those black pocket or those back pocket shirts you guys got, like he would be the one like screen printing those. And so mm-hmm. he never went to school and I met him at a couple of parties, but he was always like this person that like I knew a lot about, but like didn't have a lot of interaction with. And I followed him on Facebook for last year. And again, found those people that like make me upset. Like I always saw him like throwing these events and killing it and doing that. And so we flew out to LA. I posted this content his ex-business partner's like, yo, we're flying out to LA next week. You should come through and get some content. I was like, well, I'm as free as a bird. I just graduated college. And so we came back. I'm so hyped on all this content. I fly back to LA, end up meeting Blake for the first time, shooting a ton of content. And um, I had Social Butterfly going for a little bit, but it was it was in the very early beginnings. And um, we, we got back to the house. I was showing him the video I did, all these pictures, and he was blown away because he's been using these other photographers for quite some time and they're just so unreliable and wasn't exactly seeing the vision and um i was like yeah man like if you just want to give me like some free shirts like to hook up like the guys back home like that'd be super sick and he's like yeah let's do that and i want to like bring you into the business and so that was like the first time that i really got pulled into another company and to see perspective and so i know it's a really far-fetched answer but that was something that like changed the course of my life because blake was the one that got me in conversation with gary v and and then turned into Nick and then to you guys and like it was just like if you did a roadmap of my life and when I met Blake it was probably a very very pivotal point um and so yeah just open up the perspective of like dude I have some really cool people around me like let's all build something together game changing moments man game changing moments bro I I love uh you ever talk to like friends who are like loosely involved in what you do just always like wanting to know like how you're doing and stuff and you always like give them updates isn't always like crazy how like you'll talk to them every quarter yeah and they're just like hey what's up and you're like yeah let me tell you (laughs) yeah no i have a buddy of mine um and every time he's just like how's it going i'm just like bro i know i say this every time but like i think this is the one dude i think we're gonna blow up (laughs) um and that's funny too because um do you guys know like russ um he's a he's a hip-hop artist russ dude come on you guys are killing russ me. he's uh he's saying the song like uh what what they want like what oh yeah. Want, what? yeah 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 i'll play it for you guys Dollar later. Signs, yeah um but anyways it was pretty cool because he was in the same kind of mentality where he was like this song's gonna be the one that blows us up this one's gonna be the blow it up he dropped a song on soundcloud every single week for like i don't even know he had like over a hundred songs um, and then he finally blew up. He just became like number, I don't, I don't even remember what number on Forbes, but he made like 15 million this last year oh, yeah. and he documented his whole combo. Like if you scroll down on his Instagram, like it was him and his homie just like doing beats and just like jamming out to the computer. Like, you know, something similar to this where it's like the early beginnings, you know I mean? Right. You guys are going to look back on these videos and be like, dude, where we were back in that attic, you know, like recording studios and yeah, like, dude, yeah. But like, that's the whole thing. That's why I like videos is like. Dude, you're documenting your whole life. Like, I don't even care if like I have videos that I, I drop on Instagram or not. Like, I'm gonna be able to pull those up in 20 years and hit up like some of the guys in the company. Like, dude, look how young we were. Like, my beard still didn't even connect to my mustache. Like, <laughs> just like little shit Seriously. like that. And just like looking back at like some of our projects we did a year ago, it's just like it's so crazy to document that. And when you think about it, when you're when your families were like recording you those home videos. They were vlogging, bro. It just wasn't called vlogging. Yeah. And they weren't chopping it up into a home edit. You know? It wasn't 4K. It wasn't 4K. 
but you know, dad's hitting that shoulder cam. You know what I mean? He's getting those angles, but it was it. History just really repeats itself, and it's finding out like when you boil those things down, like what are they doing, um, and just honing in on the opportunities that arise with the new technology that comes in. Dude, I love how you're simplifying it because I really didn't have that mindset before. Um, when you hear like the Gary V's of the world and how they're just like, this is the coming of Jesus. Work. That's how you get Social it. media. <laughs> you know, like yeah. all, you'll, they preach to the choir. I mean, it, it is valuable, but just simplifying it down to what it is. And it is going to be really cool. And I think there needs to be something um, that people can just access that more. Yeah. Um, and really like, so when someone sees us in a year and we're crushing it or someone sees Social Butterfly or anybody out there who's who's built a brand, mm -hmm. they should be able to go back and see, you know, how did they start and how did they go? And that's been our podcast. I mean, we you can go back to episode one and see mm -hmm. and kind of track our growth, but there should be some sort of production or something easy for them to really just see that. Bro, unfold. and that, I mean, that's like, okay, so when you look at marketing from something that I do on a daily basis, I'm looking at all these different companies, whether it's a clothing line, a business to business. I was at a dry, I was at five different dry cleaners this morning shooting photos for their content because we run their social media. So I'm seeing all these different industries and when you look at it, it's all about telling the story, especially with social media. Mm -hmm. There's so much noise out there, but it's the story. The Conor McGregor, like his whole story and everything that goes into it is why you like Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather or whatever it is. I mean, it's just telling the story and what would Target look like 30 years ago if they had an Instagram? Would they delete all their content so it's all branded? Maybe. Is that the right move? I don't know. Maybe it is. But there's also going to be those brands where maybe Walmart would have been the one that kept that day one post up and like that's the iconic post for their 150th year celebration. Mm -hmm. um, and even that picture of Jeff Bezos that went around the internet where it had Amazon on some like janky banner yep. and he's in some old like office. Paper everywhere. Paper everywhere. Mm -hmm. He had a little bit of hair I think at the time still. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you see that and you're just like, damn, that looks exactly, I think... My office, my first office was a little bit bigger. You know, I mean, he's in New York or whatever, but like you see that and it's so relatable talking about how we first started this podcast of how relatable it is. You know, seeing that early start just creates the story and it makes you want to root for that guy even harder. Storytelling, man, and being transparent through that storytelling goes a long ways. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, my dad just came out with a podcast called Off the Cuff with John and Sarah. Nice. And he does it for his company called Cooper's Hawk uh, Restaurant and Winery. And he's had four Smart. episodes. Yeah. He's, he's like one of the, the executives and he's trying to talk down to all of his employees because there's, I think, 2,000 or something. Or something. Yeah, there's a, there's a good amount of employees in Cooper's Hawk. I might be overshooting it, but I know there's a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's talking about storytelling through wine. Mm. And, and I mean, it, it, and I don't need to get too much into detailing about how wine tells stories, but it's how everything tells stories. Everything. And is. you're doing it through video. We're doing it through podcasts. And those are kind of predominant ways to tell a story. But that Starbucks cup right here, with it, like you buying that and what mm -hmm. it led to you to the next point. I mean, that's telling a story. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so cool. I mean, if you can capture and boil it down to the simplicity like you've been doing throughout this whole show, ah, it just fires me up. It gets me going. <laughs> because it's so practical, dude. When you talk about practical things, you can't give an excuse. When you, when you get things that simple and it's like, dude, you're either doing this or you're not. It's, it's black and white. And that's something that Gary talks about all the time is like how black and white things are. It's yeah. like... You know exactly what to do. You guys know that if you want to get the attention on your podcast, the more content, the better, because it's that many more access points, that many more touch points to get that one listener. And when you list, and when you get your listeners one by one by one, 
the bricks. You're building a mansion. You're building an empire. You're building a city. Um, so yeah, you know, really getting it down to that boil and factor. And I mean, that's what I do for a, a job with all these different businesses. Is I, for a living, break down barriers between business to business cons- or business to business people and business consumers. It's just breaking down barriers. Love it. I love that. You know what's cool though is like the most effective marketing, and I can, that just kind of dawned on me is like tiger woods just won his first event in 2000 rounds or something andrew can you correct me on that is yeah, it say what 2000 days was like the last time tiger won yeah it was incredible it was 2013 was 2000 yeah, yeah. something back. like that mm-hmm. but what made the comeback so cool was i saw this or nike did a com- that commercial like the tiger video mm-hmm. and it just like it started when he was putting as like a four-year-old yes, and like dude, it grew, and he's watching the tv it grew, yeah it grew and you got the story mm-hmm. and that's what built the hype that's the stuff that gives you goosebumps mm-hmm. and like 30 for 30 why is 30 espn's 30 for 30 so cool because you're, you're hearing all the, the background stuff you know yeah. the stuff behind the scenes you're learning about that person yeah. and even dude your life is a story i mean everyone mm-hmm. refers to like it's just a different chapter in my book it's exactly what it is everyone likes a good story that's why reality tv shows became a hit because it was a more real story and why do you think everything's going to social media all these different like vlogs and stuff they're all reality tv shows it's just like you're cutting out the bs scripts you know and you're just breaking down those barriers and putting it right out to consumers Mm -hmm. that's why vlogs are blowing up all these youtube tv shows the facebook watch tv shows podcasting Mm -hmm. you're just telling stories and what you guys do for a daily basis is you guys are telling other people's stories while it. telling your stories at the same time. And yep. so you're on the right path. Talk about the the energy and the boost you get, the, the mini high you get from having a conversation. That, that's all you're thinking about mm-hmm. for the 40 minutes that we've engaged in this conversation. And it's, it's phenomenal. But transition's time to the back end of our show. Mm. So we wrap it up with a few questions. And uh, this is our favorite question. It's in your back. It's what's in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you resort to when times are tough and you need to battle. You need to fight and move forward. It might be an attribute, it might be an action, but what is in your back pocket? I just got to prove people wrong, dude. And not even prove people wrong to just like say, oh, I did it, to just like prove to myself. I guess that's a better answer, to prove to myself. um, Because I grew up, again, just not having that singular identity and not knowing, like I never was good at sports, I was never good at this, I was never good at that. I finally found stuff that I'm good at. And so when I get super down on myself or things are getting super hard or you know, so, I mean, running a business is constantly putting out fires. So when those fires start to build up, I just take a deep breath and um, I just try to reflect on like, you know, again, how much opportunity I've been given at, I'm only 23. Um, and so my back pocket is just, I got that ambition, dude. I got that hustle. I got that, I got that motivation right now. And that's what I just use to my advantage. Like I will outwork you. Thank you. That's a yeah. good answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will outwork you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah and, absolutely. And, yeah, and just like talking about that is just like when people say, you know, work smarter, not harder. Again, like work smarter and harder because if you're yeah. saving time somewhere else, there's more opportunity to double down on the stuff that you didn't have time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's really cool. I also like um, when you're talking more like about just grinding from the day to day, some people see it like, oh, he's working so hard and they don't necessarily – the dots don't connect with other people sometimes because you, they don't understand the passion behind it. Yeah. They don't understand like how much you just love showing up, recording stuff, putting fires out, you know, whatever that may be. Dude, honestly, like it again, boiling it down, it's just I'm building something so much bigger than myself. And now it's coming to the point where, you know, we do have payroll, we do have salary. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm building other people onto this team. And so when you have other individuals that say like, dude, I've been following you for the last two years. Like, I just want to sit down, buy you coffee and just pick your brain a little bit. And then they bring value to the table and then I hire them and bring them on. Now they're in the intricate part of the business and they're loving it. And like, it's a good place for them to, you know, get that real world experience. Like it just, it's so much bigger than myself. And that's, it honestly wasn't what I was like intending to do. You say, I want to start a company, but you don't realize all the, everything falls back on you. Like if shit goes haywire, back on you. If shit's going good, back on you. And so, you know, I didn't know that going into it, but when, when things happen and we're getting this different exposure or working with bigger brands to be like, damn, those guys fucking built it from nothing. That's what gets me going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a war of attrition. It's a yeah. war of attrition. You got to yep. walk around with your shoulders back and your chest up mm-hmm. and be ready to take on that fire. I'll jump at anything, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh. it's all good, Ferocious. <laughs> yeah. uh, and now we got two final questions. The okay. first one puts the ball in your court. We've been asking you a ton of questions and we kind of like to ask our, our interviewees if they have any questions for the back pocket. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was driving down here and I saw that you guys did have, you know, what is it? 86 episodes. Yes. Something like that. 86 yeah. episodes. When you guys first started, I have a couple questions. When you guys first started, who was pulling more weight or who was the ones kind of saying like, Hey, do we need to get in the studio and record? I can answer this. This man, this man has provided more passion into this project, into this business than I could have ever dreamed. Man, I, I, I've talked about this on the show a few times. Like, I had thoughts of, I'm out, dude. I don't see it. I'm out. And this man was like, give me another week. Give me another month. Keep putting out content. It's been incredible, dude. This man, he's Good. the backbone. He knows it, too. He's a backbone. <laughs> he's a strong mother. I love him. Good. Thank you do it all. That's what you called me the other day. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Anything else? Um, the other one is... I know we talked a little bit about it, but aside from just like the hype that you get after the conversation and aside from just genuinely connecting with people and having that excuse to get them to sit down and have a, you know, conversation with them to learn more about them. What's your favorite part about running a podcast? Because it's not a transactional thing. It's, I mean, you guys get like, you put out a podcast, you you see how many listeners you're able to analytically look at that and say like, okay, three months ago we were here now we're here, but you know, what's your favorite part? I, uh, I like challenging ourselves. So, you know, like we had kind of talked off air, like, yeah, we're a podcast, but, you know, we want to grow to something more. We have multiple funnels of income and different places and different things going on within Back Pocket and just always looking forward to the next opportunity to challenge yourself. So we're throwing a party for our Halloween uh, on Halloween, October 27th. We're having a yam house play in our backyard and... When I brought that up to Yam House, like the first time, I never told Andrew. I thought I did, but you know, there were some. Uh... So he's like, "Yeah, bro, let's do it." Well, <laughs> I get, well, like I was like, "Hey, Yam House is coming over. We're gonna talk to him about some marketing stuff." And I thought I had told him, like, "Hey, we're," and we had talked previously about, like, "Hey, let's get these this band here." And I, I misinterpreted that this was gonna be the conversation. I think what it was. This is when we're letting him know. Because how many times did I say, like, "Yeah, we're getting Yam House"? You said it plenty of times, okay. but you never were like this, like. This it's is, locked in. It's locked yeah. in type of thing. Yeah. So we bring them in this exact studio. Are I'm you doing a live podcast? No. We, uh, well, what do you mean? Uh, like at the... At the party. Probably. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, probably, we'll probably work it. Well, it's going to be back pocket sponsored, so we're yeah. going to be throwing all of our yeah. gizmos and gadgets out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have to. Hey, can you hit the... Yep. Um, no, that'll just be sick to be like, hey guys, we're live from the back porch um, recording this podcast. <laughs> I you like know, that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't no, know. So really, we've done a live podcast before, which was like crazy. On the airplane? 
On the, on the airplane. airplane. I yeah. I heard that. Flying over the Bermuda Triangle. But... <laughs> so much white noise. Oh, yeah. that's phenomenal. But dude, like that's that's just a, the culmination of our podcast is just us challenging ourselves, trying it, trying something new, failing, and then how do we respond? And we mm-hmm. document it every time we've done that. So now it's okay. I, anyways, we, we pitched this idea to Yam House and they're like, yeah, let's do it. No problem. Super um, and then Andrew, like, I think that night was like, yo, this is crazy. We're literally are, like, are you kidding? Like, are you kidding me? We're doing this? I was like, yeah, we're doing it. Like, just lock in. And That's so funny. attacking the mountain that was this party, uh, what was it, two weeks ago when we first came up with, wait, when we first pitched the idea, it was like a mountain. But now, like, we're halfway up that mountain. Halfway up. And nice. it's like, things are coming together. Those little checklists, you yeah. know? Yeah, we're just slowly kind of chipping away at it. And it's not nearly as stressful as I thought. I went to bed that night, and I was like, shit, did we get distracted by the shiny things? This is a podcast throwing a, a way bigger party than they're ready for at a house. Like, Our, do home. We, our home. It's our home. Like, do we, is this do we right get distracted? Are we getting distracted? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't it think it's happen. a bad picture idea. I don't think it's a bad idea at all, dude. Mm-hmm. I think it's the right move. It's another entry point. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you can invite yeah. these people and be like, "Yeah, like we're a podcast." They'd be like, "What? You guys are throwing a party? You guys are adult podcast? You know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the brand marketing that I that my of my like kind of vision of it is just like I want to get in front of as many people as possible because when we're at like the bar and everyone's like having a good conversation, I'm like pitching the podcast to someone yeah. just through conversation. Yeah. Always. There's never a time where I'm not talking yeah. about the podcast, which may be unhealthy in some instances, but dude, it's like, dude, no, it's you know passion. what? <laughs> it's passion. I enjoy it. Um and speaking on that, you guys need to come to the Link and Drink event. So, yeah, we're there. So I'm starting a, a new wave marketing or a new wave networking event um, for just anyone who's out there hustling, trying to chase something. Maybe they don't know where to start, um, or maybe they just want to go and meet other like-minded people. Um, It's held at breweries um, every other month, discounted beer. I'm creating the Spotify uh, playlist, and it's just going to be a good time to connect with other like-minded people because, again, I, I connect with so many people on social media, and I just... I look up to so many people and I know a lot of people are in my network trying to build different things, but there's never been a centralized place to go and link up with these people. Mm-hmm. And the very so, first link and drink the, will be. Uh, it's on November 6th and it's from 630 to 8 at Lynn Lake Brewery. Free event, 100% free. I've got a bunch of local clothing brands that are giving our like free, like I'm talking like not just a t-shirt, like I'm talking like cut and sew rain jackets that are like all branded they're super sick we got some hoodies we got some hats um just a lot of cool stuff because i just want to provide a ton of value i want to meet a lot of people and i just i want to meet like-minded people great spot man i love what you're doing and the fact that it's in our backyard it's in uptown it's right here on lindale and in between lake street and 28th i mean you guys got to be there marketing free event free event yep if you just uh i'm pretty sure if you just search on on facebook link and then end with the little apostrophe and drink. Um, 001 is the first event page. Um, but just link and drink on Facebook is, is the actual page. And it'll have the event on there too. So It'll be in the show notes as yeah. well. We post it like all the time on our Instagram as nice. well. So yeah. Yeah. Be, on the, be on the lookout. Yeah. Hey, can you hit the And, and if, you guys, if you guys ever wanted to meet you know, the guys on the podcast or meet me or other guests that they have, I know some of them will be there like Nick, like Giselle. Um, and some of the other people that they've interviewed. So if you want to get that face-to-face meeting, maybe pitch them to get on the podcast. Might be a good spot. Sorry to throw it out there, but you got to look for those hustlers, dude. You got to find the loophole. So, um, yeah, super excited, super excited. Last question for you. What did you learn from the time that you woke up to when we're having this conversation right now? Dude, I learned that I still need to bring way more value than I'm bringing right now. 
Um, and um, I need to bring more value to my teammates because my team just holds it down, dude. Like when I get, I'm super crazy and super sporadic and spontaneous. So I might just be like, hey guys, like I'm gonna go to LA or this is this is a prime example. I wanted to build a better relationship with people. Sorry, I'm gonna back this up a little bit. So when people look at people like Gary Vee or Theo, uh, uh, Theo Vaughn or Joe Rogan and all these like big icons, they go straight straight to the icons. But a lot of people miss the surrounding army that's holding those icons up. And so I built a really good relationship with three or four people around Gary's team. And I was like, guys, like I just need a creative break. I, I have a lot of opportunity with Vayner. I want to bring more value to Vayner. So I just flew out to New York, met up with one of the Vayner guys, toured the office and just shot some content and just built that relationship. My team's like, okay, Brandon, like you're crazy. We're going to hold the fort down. And so I need to bring more value to them and finding out like what motivates them. Is it money? Is it more time off? Is it more cool projects? Do you want to come on some of the video shoots? Do you want to work with cooler brands? Like, what do I need to do to position the company to empower you? Mm -hmm. Because when you're building a talent-driven business, I need to bring more value. And so that's something that like I'm constantly asking myself and listening to podcasts and searching for those answers um, and trying to figure out, you know, how do I how do I build this thing? Being intellectually curious. Yeah. Intellectually curious. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a something that needs to be in everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Constantly learning, dude. I mean, I graduated, but I'm still in school, dude. YouTube University all the way. Absolutely. That's totally rap, feel that. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Brandon. Appreciate Thank you guys for time. having me. That was one of my favorite podcasts. Welcome to the back end. I mean, Brandon, you totally crushed the mindset of what we are all about. Absolutely. What was really cool is like we literally when he was saying like, yeah, I just met you guys 15 minutes ago and like all that. Like, yeah, we literally just met the guy and had in that conversation. He fires me up so much. Like, yeah. Every single thing he was saying, I was connecting with so, so spot on. So, Brandon, looking forward to continuing to connect with you. Lincoln Drink, November 6th, right here in our backyard in Uptown. Uh, Lindale, Lynn Lake Brewery. Mm -hmm. Be there. Be there, man. Simple as that. We will see you there. And there's all kinds of other people from the back pocket family that will also be there but hey we're on the back end thank you marketing interns for being here listeners and marketing listeners, interns are listeners marketing interns are our listeners we cannot forget that because they market our podcast via word of mouth thank you for being here nonetheless we have two final segments for you a what did you learn and a feel-good story andrew what did you learn today so i'm gonna i'm gonna say two things mm, okay um that's a lot that's a lot more than i've ever done i think i've only done one every time are you you ready? Yeah. Are you, you going to be okay? I think it's a lot. Two is more than one. Two is twice as much. Anyways, you got it. I'm taking it on. I'm ready. I'm Shoulders back, yeah. chest high. I'm here for you. And first thing I learned, we got some great feedback from our marketing interns, our listeners. Um, they felt like we might have we were taking ourselves a little too seriously. Yeah. The comedy wasn't necessarily there. They, we lost sight of where our roots lie within a few podcasts. Not all the time, but there's just there's moments where we're losing losing our uh, our our core our core values, and we are a comedy podcast. So, at the same time, it it falls into the shoes of our audience, of our marketing interns, mm -hmm. because you need to view us as a couple of ordinary average guys. That's how we always view us. Maybe we came off a little bit too strong, like we're actually crushing it now that we have Back Pocket LLC. But in the in reality... Now that we had t-shirts, dude, we just, you know, we thought we were millionaire podcasters. I don't know what, but yeah. sorry. Whoops. Yeah, but I think, you know what, though? Like, 
it really is us always being transparent on this podcast and we were just transparently fired up and we're always transparently fired up mm-hmm. and when that's what we want to exude at all times sometimes yeah the comedy gets pushed to the side a little bit but that's again that's why i go back and listen to one old episode every week to keep me in that mindset of how we started to keep us in the mindset of where we came from to build that story phenomenal love it what else? second thing man what do you got second thing the other thing that i learned was a connection of describing what exactly back pocket is mm-hmm. so i like to now depict back pocket as a tonight show specifically jimmy fallon because I, I appreciate the little kid in jimmy fallon he's just a little kid out here playing games with these big celebrities whether they're an athlete a band member um, an actor an actress an author uh, someone pursuing their passion he has a wide spectrum of people come on to the tonight show with jimmy fallon and so do we we do a monologue we are always going to keep that monologue because that's us that's what that's what we that's when we get to talk about whatever we want and make it uh, relatable to our audience 10 minutes talking about back pocket whatever that is then we bring on a guest hear their story hear their journey hear their path oh, so cool so motivating we will again tie in a little bit of comedy lightheartedness but in reality you're getting gold nugget after gold nugget yeah. fire me up you're just getting little tools to put in your back pocket to help you grow and develop and then we finish it off with a way to keep you positively motivated for the rest of the week or the rest of that time that you have the vibes of the back pocket instilled in you mm-hmm. with we a word you learn back in and a feel good story. Absolutely, Andrew. That's what I learned. Dude, that's awesome. I love I love the structure behind it. And when I think this really came about when you when we really started writing our business plan because when you start writing out you have to go step by step and mm-hmm. just make it sound clear and organized. So, phenomenal stuff. For me, what did I learn? I learned that Arizona is the only state or Arizona and Hawaii are the only two states that don't participate in daylight savings. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Um, partly because of the smaller groups within Hawaii and Arizona. Arizona more specifically with all the native tribes there, they choose not to participate. But on the side of production if you don't do daylight savings then you have more time in the day or i forget has something to do with production but anyways those two don't participate and europe i think does i don't really know but what i learned was that arizona and hawaii do not participate in daylight savings phenomenal that's a great a little tidbit that you can bring at a cocktail party yeah definitely bring that one up at lincoln drink on november 6th great plug yeah that needed to happen so Anyways, dude, uh, feel good story. What do we got today? I didn't even look at what we our feel good story was. Do you? What is it in? So I didn't put it down in the show notes because I wanted to just throw this one at you live. Okay. Because we're doing it live. Because we're doing it live. Mm-hmm. We're doing it live. So our feel good story because we haven't talked about it yet is sober October. Sober October. We are now 15 days into sober October. We had just finished probably our biggest test of the of the month mm-hmm. with Tommy Johnny in Collegeville, tripping up there for the first time that we're experiencing it not as a player. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, sober around a lot of people who are not sober. That's a feel-good story. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, we crushed it. It was a great time. We have So many LaCroix. LaCroix, dude. A lot of LaCroix. It it blew my mind. 48 of them, actually, to count, to be specific. Rumpelstiltskin off the the top of the head. Just showered. Steve Austin, LaCroix. Showering in LaCroix. Yeah, and 
we are going to trump all the people that say that they had that cockroach spray in there or whatever. Yeah. All the total hoax. Such we, a hoax. We had a conversation with Alex the Jones today. started that. Yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not Put buying it. That way. it. But yeah, dude, I think Sober October has really manifested itself into something that I never would have thought it would be. I'm taking pride in it. Yeah. And I actually really like it, man. Just having the mindset that you're always going to have a clear mind and not going to be putting something that is harmful on your body. It's cool. Challenging yourself in unique ways. Not that we're like trying to act like we're better than anyone because we're sober in the month of October. That's not at all what we're trying to do. No. We are just putting ourselves in a 30-day period where we're challenging ourselves. Because now that you don't have that, um, I wouldn't say it's an easy path, but like when you get to your Friday night, your Saturday, you know what you're going to do. You're going to get together with your friends and then there's going to be beer, whatever involved. And like, that's what's going to happen. That's expected. Mm-hmm. Removing that. Do you want to include yourselves in that same situation? Sure. That's fine. Continue to participate in those same situations doing it. So that's fine. Or you can do something else. Right. Challenging yourself. Challenge yourself and then challenge yourself this weekend, marketing interns. This week, I should say. Get after it, have fun, and never say no to an opportunity. And you're going you're gonna to be uh, in a better position that next day. The war of attrition, always look to get better. Next week, Mike with Bajas Brewery. One hell of a story. This guy reached out to us via email and was like, with the subject, I love your show. And within an, in a day, he, is, he, we he was booked. booked. Him. He was booked, and he came on our show, and it was phenomenal get ready for next week bajas brewery take care we're doing it live take care take care